everybody. Welcome to Dragon at the Movies. Hi, Bruno. Hey, Dragon. Welcome to Dragon at the Movies. How are you? I'm fine. <laughs> so, tell me about your week. It's been fine. I'm tired. I'm officially 37 weeks pregnant now. And I got to tell you, I'm tired. I just, I'm tired. I don't want to do things and stuff anymore. I just want to be in my house. Like I don't, right. you know, it's a, it's a, it's, it's a thing. It's a thing. It's happening. Did you know that being pregnant is kind of hard? Weird. No, no, no. no. I mean, I yeah. don't know. I I just sat, I sat on the couch and Caroline did the work. So how hard could it really be? Yeah, that's, a, you know what? That's what Andrew's experiencing right now. Andrew's like playing video games on the couch right now. <laughs> Yeah, um, uh, yeah, I don't know. So, it's also the weird thing of like, well, what the fuck? So I'll just there's say, nothing you can do. There's nothing like, you can my, rub. You can rub a back. You can rub some feet. And like that's you know yeah. you you can which, give me which I do, which I did, <laughs> yeah, yeah, which I did. That's By like, the way, that's it. I would I cooked meals. I helped around the house, and then I'm like, I don't know what else you want me to do. I just I, by the way, my Instagram for a period was just filled with like women complaining yeah. about like oh my god here i am giving birth and my own oh, or and in labor son of my, a bitch yeah my husband is over there napping and i'm always like what what the fuck else am i supposed to like i'm literally useless in there yeah i do nothing i'm there for moral support and it's like i've been awake for 24 hours i'm gonna take a quick power nap yeah I, what do you want me to do sit there and be like oh my god oh like i i don't, I don't know what the fuck you want me to do. I, but there is to be fair there's nothing more infuriating than when you're wide awake and like in pain and somebody near you is sleeping and you're like that son of a bitch no matter who this it is, is. The thing, <laughs> this is the thing of like you can't just be happy for someone you have to be miserable that they're happy yes which well, let's be I honest Dragon, when that, is, labor, the, that is the woman's thing to do right like, I can't up. just Shut sit down up. and enjoy a football game. You got to be like, oh, look at him enjoying himself. You know what? Fuck him. Let's go get brunch. Right, Dragon? Yeah, fuck him. That's, that's, exactly, <laughs> that's exactly what I've been saying. Uh, anyway, yeah, I'm tired. And I'm now Now we're at the home stretch. So I'm just like, yeah. fuck, I got to like pack a hospital bag at, at now. And mm-hmm. uh, I don't know, do other things probably. <laughs> I mean, what else is there really to do? I don't know. Like, I don't want you to worry, Dragon. I will be there to help you. Okay. After you give birth, I will come over mm-hmm. and I will help you to, to raise that boy into okay. a man. I did. I I put officially put the like wee wee pads on my bed. So I don't, mm-hmm. if my water breaks in bed, I don't necessarily ruin the mattress. Like, I, I worry, yeah, we're, we're, I we're in the home stretch. Yeah, home. I know you say these things like they're dumb, and I'm just like, oh, that's no, a good no, idea. no, that's not, that's not dumb. That's uh, that's just me being like, that's oh, a... I this could happen literally at any point now. Like yeah, I, yeah. I have it. This is it. <laughs> and me, I'm like, no, that's a good idea. That's a man. I I don't know why we didn't think of that. Yeah, it was um suggested to me by our doula and a couple other people. I don't know why you didn't hire me as your doula, but okay. Oh, well, um, probably because you have no idea what the fuck you're talking about at any given moment. <laughs> I don't even know what a doula is. So. <laughs> <laughs> like, i don't know but why you didn't hire I'm, me i don't I'm know what it is but offended. i'm offended i wasn't hired at this thing that i don't know what it does <laughs> that you don't know what it does and don't understand it in any way i don't even form. i don't even know if it's a human position it could be a fucking <laughs> ai for all i know it's actually an emotional support dog that just comes with you to the hospital <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't be the worst necessarily i don't know uh anyway what yeah. about you Berto? how are you you, you, you I mean, think you're sick of some shit you have a toddler so nothing. you're yeah. you're probably equally <laughs> feeling tired but in for different reasons i mean it's just like everyone's like oh my god the newborn phase newborn phase is so so difficult it's so hard because of sleep and this and that blah 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 and i'm like dog uh you, you don't even know like my <sighs> job now is 
just to try to save a child who's constantly trying to kill himself. Yeah. Yeah. Not, not realizing he's trying to kill himself. He's just like, I'm going to do the most dangerous thing humanly possible. Yeah. And me just constantly running to save him. That's my, that's my life now. I keep, um, I keep thinking about how hard it must be to be pregnant and have a toddler that you're taking care of at the same time. I can't even I, imagine. Bro. I don't, I just don't get it. <laughs> I don't get like it. My mom, my mom had basically gave birth to me when Jaime was about 20 months. And I'm like, I can't even imagine how, how that would be done. Nope. No idea. Insane. But um, yeah. Anyway, I'm there to help you, Dragon. Don't you worry. Sure. sure. Because our boys, my son mm-hmm. and your son mm-hmm. have to grow up being BFFs. Yeah. They, it's actually okay. mandatory. The poor, what if they like are absolutely just like not. <laughs> they hate each other. Yeah, they're, just like, they're just like, I don't even like this kid. <laughs> I mean, it's going to happen. So that's not even like, oh, no, what if this happens? No, BFFs. it's going to happen. Yeah, sure. Yeah. They're yeah. not allowed to not be. Um, okay. Anyway, should we jump in? I don't know. Well, now, quick announcement. I'm very excited because so just so you know, Dragon, you know how uh, me and Jaime have man man nights? Yeah. Where we, my brother comes over, I make some steak and potatoes, and then we eat it together. And then we try to do man training on the boy. Yeah. Um, normally, my son doesn't eat the steak. Really? It's just chewy. It's just, yeah. Because oh, it's yeah, just yeah. like. It's chewy. It's like a weird flavor. He he'll eat the potatoes, but he doesn't eat the steak. Sometimes he'll like suck the 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 juice, juice. from the steak, and then we'll just like spit out the actual meat. Um, <laughs> Toddlers and kids are so fucking gross. <laughs> they're, weird. they're weird. And what's weird is that he'll spit it out. Like I'll, he'll be on my lap. He'll spit something out, and I have no qualms of just being like, "Cool, I'll eat it," and then I eat it. Yeah, and it's I know not, you it's... just gave me this look of disgust. Listen, I'm like dragon. It's your kid. It is. It is what it is. Just, just so you understand, a year ago I would have been like, "Oh, that's disgusting." But now I'm just like, "I this is. I don't know what. Whatever. Normal. Doesn't even matter. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't matter. I don't. I don't know what to tell you. You're right. It is disgusting, and yet it it happens, and I have no no qualms about it. Yeah. So for sure. Um. Yeah. So anyway, my son yesterday, I cut him off a piece of a little piece, and then he ate the steak dragon. And then guess what? What? Because you know, I'm a man. A man. I'm a man's man, right? Sure. Man, how do man? How do a man, how does a man's man eat a steak? Rare. <laughs> yeah. I gave him the rare piece of meat. My boy was eating it, asking for more. Dragon, he loved it. So yeah. I'm very excited. Yeah. Man training has. Did you cry? Did you cry? <laughs> no, I didn't. But I was expecting I you to be like, so you know what I did as a man, man, man's man. I cried. Man's man. <laughs> <laughs> no, I cried at the things. Yeah, stupid yeah, Instagram videos. You do. You cry a lot, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> you cry. You cry way more than I do. <laughs> like way more. I than cry I do. so much, and I have to hide it from my wife, who is disgusting. It's <laughs> like, Ugh, this is this is the fucking this is the man I married. Disgusting. Jesus Christ! <laughs> what a pussy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I guess we should get started, right, Dragon? Yeah. Yep, yep. All right, Dragon. Why don't we start with a little segment we like to call Dragon at the Movies? Dragon. Mm-hmm. What did you watch at the movies this week? Okay, so first, uh, we finished the show Jury Duty. Berto, did you watch this? Uh, no. Wait, I saw the first episode. You only saw the first then, episode? Okay. Yeah, and I uh, I don't know. I just, I saw the first episode, and uh, I, all I can say is just it didn't excite me to watch the second one. That's fair. Not saying it's bad, but go yeah. ahead. I um so this was recommended to me by actually one of my coworkers and who who was like obsessed with it and then another coworker watched it and then she was obsessed with it so we ended up watching it and I gotta tell you I loved it I was like I I felt similar to you where like the first couple episodes I was like a hundred percent it's not that I'm not on board with it it's just like 
it's a, it's an interesting premise and you know, you kind of have, you get to know people through it. And I think like once like a couple episodes happen and you like get to know the characters a little bit more, plus like this one dude, um, it's, uh, you start to like really, um, what's the word, uh, like know them, you know, and then you get invested in them. Right. Mm -hmm. And by the end of it, I was like, this is the most beautiful show I've ever seen. This is amazing. I love it. It's hilarious. I can't believe they pulled this off, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. Um, for those of you that don't know, Jury Duty is a show on Amazon, on Prime, um, where uh, this dude um, responded to basically like a casting call to be in a documentary about being on a jury, right? And he was chosen. Yeah. And what he didn't know was that everybody in the thing, the the, the trial, all the other jurors, e everything is fake. Everything. Yeah. Yeah, so it's yeah. basically like a Truman show. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. And um, he's just being Truman showed the whole time. And you just get to like watch this guy react to like just weird shit. And if you've ever been on a jury, it is weird. Like it's such a weird thing that like you understand why he didn't question some stuff. Right. Like you understand because mm -hmm. it's like such a weird thing. You, you don't expect to be in that situation. Like you don't expect to be, you know. I don't know. It, it, you you don't know what to expect because you've never done it before. Um, and uh, yeah, I so anyway, I highly recommend. I really really enjoyed it. I I understand what you're saying about like the first episode, but I I think once you get into it, it's really good. Okay. Uh, so that is Jury Duty, and it is on there. Prime. There was a uh, I don't know if you ever saw this. Like the best, in my opinion, the best um reality show ever was oh, I can't remember the name of it. It was either like Average Joe or something like that. Mm -hmm. But it was like um it was one of those like Big Brother type shows, except everyone was an actor except for one guy. And then at the end, they have that reveal of like, hey, everyone, everything has been a lie, and yeah. he has that that look on his face of like, oh, what is going on? Yeah. It's, it was a fucking amazing. It was amazing. But anyway, I, um, one of, one I, of the I, things one of the things I liked about Jury Duty, by the way, is like I would this guy was so good, and like like throughout, you know, he was like a good dude, and then at the end, he was also a good dude, and I was like, I would have reacted so poorly, so poorly <laughs> to that. This I would have never gotten cast because they would have cast me, and then they would have to like cut because I would have been like, you fuck, are you fucking kidding me? Like, just like I hate pranks so goddamn much. I was like, I commend this guy for like being so cool with this because I, yeah, I'm such do an hate, asshole. You like, hate pranks. I notoriously hate pranks. Yes. Um, I mean, I can't wait till you find out the biggest prank I've pulled on you, which is that Alejandro's. Not only is Alejandro not my son, he's not even real. <laughs> He's been AI generated this whole time. <laughs> I've, I literally held that child like multiple times. That's something I put into your head through uh, hypnosis. Anyway, I remember him um, being a little baby and like falling asleep on me at the gym. It was it's the sweetest <laughs> thing. That's probably why I got pregnant in the first place. <laughs> okay, so the one yeah. thing I did like was that they had James Marsden on the show, Hilarious. which is the yeah, yeah he, he's um Cyclops actor. from the X Men, yeah, he's an actor, and like he's playing himself, but like an asshole version of himself. This yeah. is what I got from the first episode, and it was funny how he kept being like, I'm an actor, I have to get off the jury duty, and they were just like, No, but um, I like that. Uh, I, I, after the first episode, honestly, what I kept thinking was like, I, I might've liked this if it was like a new trial and a new person each episode, mm. but you know, whatever, who, who, who am I to decide what this show should be doing? Yeah. I think that would have been, I think then you would have never gotten to know the people enough to like care about them. You know what yeah. I mean? Okay. If it was like different each time. Yeah. Um, cause the, uh, the, okay. the whole, one of the whole interesting things is like, just watching this guy, like, you know, he's in a position that's fake and like watching him just like 
roll with stuff that you're like, wow, what a trooper. <laughs> Amazing. And there's like a 12 angry men kind of scenario, which is really fun. And like, there was so much of this where I was like, he's never been on a jury for sure. And also like, what if I would, I just kept thinking like, what if he was just like, he had seen 12 angry men many times. Like, what if, like then he would just be like, Hey guys, like this is, have you ever seen this movie? This is just like this. <laughs> Is that it? They basically do a 12 Angry Men scenario at one point? Well, yeah, at, at a certain point in, in like the voting, they do, they do like a, exactly the 12 Angry Men thing. It's very fun. Okay. Um, anyway, I really liked it. So jury duty yeah. on Prime. Okay, next. Anything else, Bertle? You have any other thoughts no, no. after watching just one episode of this? Did you actually no, try no, to find no, no. some more? Okay. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe maybe I'll rewatch at one point. But yeah, it's fine. It's, it's fine. I don't know. It didn't, it didn't get to me. That's fine. I, not everything has to. Um, okay, next. We watched um, a movie called Eileen. So I think you can only rent this shit for like 20 fucking dollars somewhere. We obviously Fuck. didn't do that. Yeah. So this is a movie starring um, uh, uh, Thomas and McKenzie and um, Anne Hathaway. Mm-hmm. And it's about like this chick in the 1960s who has like a shitty drunk dad who is like a retired cop and she works at like a a boys prison and she sort of has this like weird crush on the female um psychologist that comes into the boys prison and it gets mm-hmm. like i don't know it's kind of weird it's definitely a move, mood movie <laughs> i liked it jesus Christ, of course <laughs> you would hate Berto, you would not like it <laughs> in no oh, way do i think you would like it um uh there's some fun massachusetts accents though so that's fun um, oh, okay, yeah, that's why you loved it. Yeah, I like Thomas and Mackenzie, and I, I think she's good. Um, uh, yeah, I it's like so basically, it's a movie that's based on um a book by this author that I like. Um, and uh, she wrote my year of rest and relaxation, which was like a quote hit like a few years ago, um, mm-hmm. like a New York Times like bestseller bullshit or whatever. And I've read a couple of her other books, and I generally like them. Um, and I can see how this is definitely one of her books come to a movie. But her books have this like they're like mood books, right? Like they're not like they they like set a mood. Mood books, oh, not mood. Right. Books. It's easier. It is easier, I think, to set a mood in a book and like have it carry over because you can have internal thoughts of people oh, and like. Okay, you can, gotcha. Do you know what I yeah. mean? Like, it, yeah, yeah, like yeah. not a lot has to happen for you to like understand what's going on and still enjoy it but like translating that to a movie is a little bit harder because you can't you don't have that internal dialogue that you can like you know set out yeah now dragon i'm gonna be mean to you for a second <laughs> thomas 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 thomason mckenzie yep what has she been good in i don't know <laughs> okay <laughs> jojo rabbit because i'm looking i at like jojo i like, like jojo rabbit a lot yeah yeah she was but Jojo Rabbit was a good movie in general. But yeah, um, like true. last night in Soho, I was like, "This is stupid." Oh um, yeah, you did. You really. She was like an old night, so. witch. Uh, frankly speaking, nobody could. Nobody could have okay. been good in old. To be fair about that, that is absolutely correct. Literally, not a single person could have been good in old. Old was bad. It just like overall was overarching terrible. <laughs> oh no! Technical difficulties. Hold on. Okay. Whoops. Anyway, so Jojo Rabbit. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Last night in Soho, I didn't hate. I, I really didn't hate it. I'm like, in my head, I'm like, oh, yeah, I do like her. And I'm like, wait, do I actually like her or do I think she's pretty? <laughs> and I'm like, yep, I guess we'll never know. <laughs> oh, that's fair. Um, okay. Anyway, that I watched that movie. So there we go. Um, next, uh, we, <clears throat> excuse me, went out to the theater 
for like the last two times maybe and uh one of the movies that we saw was all of us strangers so this is a movie um starring uh what the fuck is his name I just had this up like two seconds ago. Why would you know this? Oh my god, I can't believe now. Now we have dead air. Paul, now him dead air. Thank you. Um, and uh, it, it's basically Andrew about Scott. yes, Andrew Scott and uh, and that other guy, Claire Foy. <laughs> yeah, Paul Mescal and Andrew Jamie Scott, Bell. Obviously. Thank you. Anyway, okay, wait, Jamie Bell is in this. I don't know. Is it's this is in this. Anyway, his, his, it's a dude. So it's a uh, oh it's a um uh, a a guy is um okay right, so he so... <laughs> we keep having def- technical difficulties and I'm just like you completely... keep having difficulties I'm completely like losing what the fuck I was talking about um okay all the strangers so it's a yeah so basically it's this dude is um he's a screenwriter his parents died like thirty years before when he was a little kid in a car accident and. The premise of the movie is that he goes and like visits with them as they were when they died, like as he is now as a grown man. Um, and he, you know, there's a side plot about a boyfriend that he kind of gets while he's in this movie. And it's just it's basically a drama about like, what if you could go back and talk to your dead parents? You know, like, would they what would they think about how you grew up? You know, your parents that you lost when you were 12, you know, like, what would they think about you? What would you think about them now that you're an adult, like, as like peers more than as like parents? Like, what would you ask them if you could ask them, like, why they did something or, like, you know, that kind of stuff? Um, so it's okay, very sad. On, let, me, <laughs> let me just um, right, put this down in never going to watch. Gotcha. Thank you. <laughs> well, the, the best part is, I don't know why, but walking into this movie, I was like, oh, it's a comedy. I don't know why I thought because okay. you know, I walk into shit without any, you know, I, I, I almost never know anything about a movie when we walk into it because Andrew's like, yeah. we're going to go see this movie. I'm like, cool. Got it. <laughs> Sounds okay. great. I, even when I see the trailers for stuff, I often in one ear and out the other. I don't I don't remember. I don't yeah. Know. yeah. I, honestly, the best the best way to be. It really is. It, it makes movie watching fun. But I wish I could be like this, by the way. Go ahead. It was uh, jarring to walk into the movie theater at like 10.30 a.m. thinking I'm seeing a comedy. And then I see this like like drama that makes everyone cry about like connecting with your dead parents. And I was just like, oh, okay. Cool, cool, cool. Um, so anyway, that's uh, I wasn't expecting it, but I really I did really like it. I think it's totally worth mm-hmm. a watch. It's it's really good. Um, it's really well made. Uh, the ending. Okay, I, I already, I already put it in the, uh, I already put it in the section of I'm never gonna watch this because I just don't care. <laughs> the ending I didn't love, but uh, other everything about it, uh, everything else about it I liked. Okay. Um, so that is all of us strangers. It is in the theaters. Um, currently. Um. Okay. All right, next. Yes. Next. Uh, also in the theaters, I saw American Fiction. So this is a comedy. <laughs> I didn't fuck this one up. This is a comedy. And it is about a um so it's about um this black writer who is um annoyed basically that mm-hmm. uh there are other black writers or there are people who are like writing these books that are, you know, talking about like the worst kind of black experience you can have in them in America and how they're writing them just to get like guilty white people to read it. And like, he has like a problem with that. And like, you know, there's a many other things, but that's like the overarching thing. And he's just kind of like a, yeah, go. 
Sorry, did I make did I make this movie? <laughs> right. He's just like kind of a snooty, like he grew up rich in Massachusetts and he writes these like, you know, cerebral novels about like whatever. And he he's like very, very judgy, basically, about like the, mm -hmm. these other people who are writing these novels that he considers like trashy. Um, and yeah, it's a comedy. I mean, it, it there's some sad stuff too. Like one of the plot points is that like it happens early on, so spoilers, but like it's not that big of a deal. His sister dies like very early on, and yeah. um, so you get like a lot of family dynamic stuff. Uh, I just like the movie. I think it drags at a couple parts. It's a it's like yeah. a maybe minorly too long. It's all it's almost two hours, which I think is a little long. Um, yeah, but, I, was, uh, I was gonna say this is it's two hours, and it sounds like it should be an hour and forty. Yeah, yeah, I I, I would agree with that. Um, but I really liked how it ended and I, I thought overall it was, it was very funny and there's a lot of like fun little like, you know, these fucking white people. <laughs> so that I think is That's your like, favorite thing though, right? Is it? Sure. It's, it's the like, like it was when you, when you see white people being overly white and you're just like, oh God. Or you, it's not, by myself. it's not, it's not overly white. It's like performatively woke that you're just like, oh. That, that's what I meant. That, that's yeah, what I meant yeah. by overly white. But okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's, a, that's, by the way, that is a much better way of saying what I was saying performatively woke yes yeah. <laughs> um it's very funny and like they, they i i don't know i i think it's just like a a solid you know little comedy that came out mm -hmm. um that again is a little too long <laughs> but i liked it and it's starring jeffrey be, wright um sterling k brown is like, in it yeah it, it it would be like you coming up to me and just being like oh my god i can't believe what they're doing at the border it's just so <laughs> terrible and then i look at you and i'm like yeah, man, there was, we really got to build that fucking wall. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just 100% true. Or you being like, I'm not Mexican. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, bitch, I, I came here illegally on a plane. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> I'm South American. I didn't walk over shit. <laughs> um, All right. Okay, anyway. <laughs> it was good. I liked it. And it's in theaters. Um, okay. okay, last thing I'm going to talk about is we watched It's Alive. This is a 1974 horror movie, um, and it's about a lady who gives birth to a like monstrous infant that kills mm -hmm. that kills people. Andrew, before Andrew, before no, you're, it, you're getting ready for your yes. son, huh? <laughs> yes, exactly. Before we watch it, Andrew was like, "This is going to be okay for you, right?" And I was like, "Yeah, it's fine." <laughs> yeah. Wait, wait, I don't think I'm going to give birth to like a monster, so it's okay. <laughs> Um, I mean, you don't know that yet. Yeah, that is true. You know what? Um, that is accurate. Uh, it's on Netflix. It's like a, it's kind of a fun seventies, you know, horror movie. It's kind of, it's got like uh, some dumb is shit. This in British? It. No, it's not British. Oh, okay, I was gonna say that's <laughs> just right up your style. Go ahead. No, no, yeah, no, no. It's 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 not British. It's very American, I would say. It's by Larry Cohen. Um. Yeah, I, I, it's got like a fun little creature design for the fucking baby. It's like a, um, it was done by um, not Tom Savini, the other one. I not keep Tom getting, Savini. Yeah. I don't. I mean, I, I don't know. I only know Tom Savini. You'd yeah, act like I know a second person. If I, if I said the name, you'd be like, oh, right, right, right. And I can't believe I can't remember it now. But anyway, it's good creature okay. design. It's like a fun. It's like a fun dumb, you know, seventies uh, horror movie with a okay. killer baby. What more could you want? It's actually something that is actually a little more like heartfelt than you would expect. <laughs> I think like and then the I'm end. not watching it. Yeah, yeah. So Berto, I don't know. I don't know if you want to go. Yeah. I just can't wait for you to wait. watch it alive and be like, I cried at the end. <laughs> what year is this? Nineteen seventy. Oh yeah, so seventy four. Alejandro wouldn't. Alejandro wouldn't really enjoy it. No, 
no. This is before the funness of that stuff took over. Yeah. yeah this is before the 80s when you would have, if it was now, you would have like seen the mom's boobs and stuff. And instead you just like get like a weirdly realistic version of like what it was like to give birth in the 70s, probably with a doctor being like, just shut up. <laughs> like yeah. strapping you down to a table and then using forceps <laughs> without you, without asking you shit. <laughs> um, <laughs> so anyway, yeah, that's, it's alive. Uh, I, I liked it overall. Um, Are you going to watch the next movie? It's alive again no probably not okay anyway I, I can't imagine it's good or real <laughs> based on what you just said um okay so that's what i watch Berto. so why don't you tell me about what you watch in a little segment to call Berto on the bed well first off i watched it's alive three <laughs> island of the Alive. no i didn't but that's actually a real movie according to google um <laughs> of course it is all right, so this week, Dragon, I started with a little movie called Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, which I did see in the theater, but, you know, it was on, uh, I think it's on Hulu. And I was like, you know what? I, I really like this movie. Let me rewatch it. Yeah. And uh, yeah, really fucking good movie. Dragon, Tarantino. Turns out he uh, he's a good director. Uh, you know, it, it, who would have known? Who would have thought? Who would have thought it? Tarantino, who hmm? ha- has he made a bad movie? <laughs> I mean... Here's the thing. I will say a movie. I'm like, you. we could do a ranking of his movies because yes. he's done nine movies now. Yeah. I mean, technically 10, but I, I put uh, Kill Bill 1 and 2 together. That's fair. But he's made nine movies. And quite honestly, I could put you, I could give you the number nine one and you would be like, how dare you? And I'd be like, yeah, yeah, but it's still like a, it's a nine out of 10 movie. Yeah, yeah. Well, he, did he do, did he do The Hateful Eight? Yeah. I, I feel like I remember that one being like, okay. It was, it was in his bottom tier, which is still like a phenomenal movie to me. Yeah, but like that—that's the weird thing. Like even Death Proof, I'm like, I think that's bottom tier Tarantino, I and yet I'm Death like, Proof. that's a fucking great movie. Yeah, that's what I, I'm I, I would put Death movie. Proof up up there with uh, like some other ones. I I know I I think that's a great movie. Anyway, okay. So you watched Once Upon anyway, a Time uh, in Hollywood yeah. again? Yeah. Uh, this one's starring your boy Leonardo DiCaprio, uh, Brad Pitt, and Margot Robbie. My favorite thing about this movie was people with well, two things number one people before they even saw the movie were complaining that margot robbie didn't have a lot of lines to which tarantino was like watch the movie yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like oh this is because most of her acting is like performative she's doing physical acting yeah and it's like it's amazing to just watch her like walk around and then you can tell like oh my god this is a person who's like full of life and like like so excited like she goes to watch her own movie and you can see how excited she is yeah that people are cheering her on and i'm like oh my god she is so lovable it's so great yeah um 100 and then of course Leonardo DiCaprio, Greg, tarantino basically just put a western into this movie and was like yeah <laughs> hey, it'll just be leonardo dicaprio acting and there's a scene that is amazing because dicaprio is like so menacing he's yeah. so scary and then he just like goes like like forgets his line and then he just becomes this like meek loser person who's like i can't remember my line <laughs> and he's like no no we're not gonna just go go he's like all right all right all right, all right back it up <laughs> and then he's just like boom transforms back into the menacing yeah. person without a cut and i'm like how the fuck did he do that he was like three different actors in one scene yeah i but love yeah, brad pitt. i love brad pitt in that movie brad pitt's great yeah my favorite part is when he beats up bruce lee <laughs> to which by the way people were so mad about I, that People were mad about that because they they think of Bruce Lee as this godly figure when they yeah. forget like no he like this is what 
Bruce Lee would constantly do. He would go on sets and then just talk out of his ass. And everyone would be like, oh, he's so wise and this and that. And he's like, no, this guy's fucking just talking out of his ass. And he's 135 pounds. <laughs> and he's doing fucking martial arts in his garage. And it's like, guys, Brad Pitt is a war hero who's also a stuntman who's a big guy. He would destroy Bruce Lee. Yeah. How stupid are you? How stupid do you think you are? How big is Brad Pitt in real life? I actually have no idea. I don't know. Look it up. I'm gonna look. That's it a good up. question. I will answer. Up. I hope he's. I hope he's over six feet tall. Because then it was just like, why? Why do I even exist as a man, as a human being? Yeah, hmm? Dragon. Find he is it out. Five, five foot eleven. Five That's foot eleven. Enough. Close enough. Why do I exist <laughs> as a human being? Um. Yeah. It's it's amazing. Like again, a Tarantino. Uh, Tarantino, it's no, there's no secret that Tarantino is a big fan of your, your, your boy dragon, Sergio Leone. Mm -hmm. And I feel like he's, he's constantly just trying to make Once Upon a Time in the West or Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Those are the two movies he's just trying to make. And this one is pretty close because it just, there's a scene where Brad Pitt just walks to a house, talks to a guy and then leaves. And the entire time I'm like, I, I'm on the edge of my seat. A hundred percent. I think it's great. It's a great movie. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah. And then phenomenal. Again, people got mad at Tarantino because they were like, oh my God, Brad Pitt um, was so, like, that ending scene is so mean and menacing. Yeah. It's such a mean scene because he just, Brad Pitt just like stomps a person's head to death. He like (laughs) destroys, he he crushes a woman's skull. As he should. The entire time, I'm like, you forget that these people are portraying real people who, by the way, murdered a very pregnant Sharon Tate. Yes. Like, yes. <laughs> yes. It's like, why would you not be rooting for Brad Pitt to kill them? Also, like, what do you expect from a Tarantino movie? He loves a little bit of ultraviolence. Like, it's, <laughs> it's great. Yeah, um, again, you're right. Tarantino just loves, loves to be ultra-violent. And, uh, I mean, he, he fucking gives it to you in, the, in that ending. I love but, it. But, um, yeah, it's great. It's great. 10 out of 10. Um, and, yeah, yeah. Uh, I forgot there was something I was going to say, and now I can't remember what I was going to say. Yeah. Anyway, Brad Pitt, 10 out of 10 in this. Deserves the Oscar. I think he won the Oscar. I don't remember. I, don't, I, I assume he's won some kind of Oscar. It should have. I mean, he should. Yeah, basically. But, anyway, it's great. It's great. Love it. Um, all right, let's uh let's move on to the next movie. Okay. Next, Dragon. I watched well, not didn't watch. I've been listening to a book. Because yes. like 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 we've established, I am the type of man who can't re physically read a book. I need it read to me like I'm a child getting ready for bed. Hard same. <laughs> <laughs> I I listened to an audiobook called The Rise of Theodore Roosevelt. Now, Dragon, do you know who Theodore Roosevelt is? Yeah. Teddy Roosevelt, yeah. one of our one of our Teddy. beloved beloved presidents, right? Is he beloved anymore? I don't know. I don't think. I don't know. Are... Didn't didn't he establish the public parks? I mean, he established like there's so many things he this man established. Yeah. Right. Like he he's the 26th president. He and, and again, this book goes into his rise. But I listened to this book because I was like, I want to listen to a biography of Theodore Roosevelt. And as the book was getting towards the end, I'm like, wow, they haven't even gotten to his presidency yet. What? <laughs> What's going on? And then I found out that, like, no, this is him. Literally, the book ends with him uh, finding out he's president. Yeah. And it's like, oh, okay. So, so you got to read, but you got to read kid. volume two, basically. Is what you're uh, yeah. Which, which, by the way, I did buy, and I'm already, I'm already into it. Anyway, yeah. um, 
this book is pretty much like the, it's go, it starts off as, as Theodore Roosevelt as a child, which is, of course, if you don't know, he was born very sickly with mm-hmm. asthma and chest pain. And ba- but he was very smart, like smart as a fucking whip. And his dad was like, well, <laughs> God, God cursed you with this shitty body. So you're going to have to make your own <laughs> to which Theodore Roosevelt took that as a challenge and was like, cool, I'm just going to work out my entire fucking life. Yeah. So he was in shape. And not just that, Dragon. He is what? Dragon, you know how I say I'm a man's man? Sure. I feel like I am trying to achieve Theodore Roosevelt. The man boxed in college. He was an, a rugged outdoorsman. Like, he was a hunter. He would just get lost and fucking go into the wilderness for, like, months on end to the point where people are like, do you know what happened to, the- to Teddy? Uh, <laughs> no. He's just gone. He's out there. Going into, like, harsh temperatures. And he was just like, yeah. Nothing is going to stop me. Nature cannot stop me. That yeah. was his mentality. <laughs> so, and uh, then he would come back and he truly saw uh, politics. Like he got into politics. He truly saw it as like a public service. Yeah. And he was like, no, my job is not to make friends. My job is to get shit done. Yeah. That's my fucking job. So basically he got into New York politics, which if you didn't know was uh, run by the Democrats at the time. Mm-hmm. I mean, it still is, but it was run at the, by the Democrats, which was uh, run by Tammany Hall, which is a very corrupt, <laughs> very corrupt institution. Mm-hmm. And he got in there and was just fucking making noise. And it ultimately got to the point where he was uh, nominated. Well, he was he was selected to be the person in charge of the police. Mm-hmm. So the police and uh, basically he in the matter of like a year and a half, he turned the police into one of the most corrupt institutes to like out, people could not you like he, he forced them to um, in, he forced them to in, enforce laws that were not popular. Ah, I see. So, for example, in New York, it was illegal to sell liquor on Sundays, yeah. which was nobody ever like addressed. Yeah. In fact, the, the reason why was because uh, Tammany Hall would just use that as like, hey, give us give us our bribe money or else we're going to have the police bust your place down. Right. And that's how they got a lot of their money. And Ter- Teddy Roosevelt was like, oh, I don't like the fact that they're using this as their own fucking slush funds. Uh, we're going to enforce the law. And he got them to enforce the law for like a month. Until finally, like, New York was like, oh, I guess we're going to have to pass a law to make it legal to sell <laughs> alcohol on Sundays. <laughs> and he was like, yeah, how stupid is it that we have a law that everyone hates? Yeah. What if we just get rid of the fucking law? That's how corrupt it is. I like uh, that. Anyway, yeah. I, like, I like enforcing a stupid law just so everybody's like, oh, wait. <laughs> Why are we doing this? Yeah. What um, the fuck? And he, anyway, he fucked up. He fucked things up so much that he basically had to leave <laughs> and then it went away and then he went back into the back into the wild for like uh, a few uh, like months and then yeah. they, basically New York politicians went back to him and were like hey um, can you run for governor because uh, we kind of need you mm. and then he runs for governor and wins and then just fucking immediately is just like on a tear yeah. and then they they basically were like oh boy this is uh this is not good he's 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 actually like doing real stuff he's doing real change this is we can't have a guy like this what we'll do is we'll nominate we'll nominate him for vice president Mm -hmm. and what um so back in the back in the day vice president was seen as like the dead end job because literally there's no power you can't do shit yeah and uh there was very very few times would a vice president ever then get become elected president so they were like if we put him there then he can't do anything. Yeah. He has to shut up. And 
like that's it that's it he's he's done he's done for politics yeah. life we're done with him we don't have to worry about him being a fucking like being a real politician right you know <laughs> so we can go back to doing our corrupt bullshit <laughs> right and that's both sides wanted both sides <laughs> by the way the republican the republicans which he was and the democrats were like we need to get fuck we need to get rid of this guy um and then they did that and then guess what happens dragon what what happens president the president he gets elected vice president and then the president gets shot <laughs> which president was it um oh fuck what's his name uh something with a t god damn it Tap. no Tap didn't like, get shot no no it wasn't Tap. it was i'm gonna look it up right now and i'm gonna kick myself for not knowing it uh but was it something with a w there's McKinney? not that many McKinney? there's McKinney? not McKinney? there's not that many there's that only... got shot <laughs> We should know this off the top of our heads. McKinley? McKinley. Yeah. He got shot like pretty early on into his uh, presidency. So it's like, I think it was, I think it was like you get elected and you you get put into office in January and he got, he got assassinated like in sometime in September. Yeah. Okay. And then there's suddenly like, oh, fuck, this person who we were trying to get rid of is now the fucking president of the United (laughs) States. And... I started the next book and it was literally like he found out he was president and he's like, all right, I got to get the fuck back to <laughs> back to Washington because I got work to do. <laughs> suddenly it's like, oh, fuck. So, Everyone's again, so pissed at that fucking one assassin. Though. You son of a bitch. You ruined everything. Reading, reading this has made me love this man so much because <laughs> he is the guy who is literally like, I am so mo- I am such a moral person. Like I have conviction and I have a belief system and yeah. so much that all you fuckers hate me because none of you have that shit. Yeah. So man, I truly I'm truly loving this book because it's just such a fucking force of 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 whatever it is, whether yeah. it's good or evil. Right? I'm sure people will be like, eh, we hate him because he's uh, you know, a hunter. because eh, hunting is bad. And uh, uh anyway, hey, they took down a statue from the fucking natural history museum, by the way. I thought they didn't do that. No, I think they did. They took it down like in the beginning of the year. Well, something, something, maybe, maybe the, sometime last year they took them down. They took I know there was, I know because, there was like a thing about it. Yeah, because um, apparently it's him on a horse, mm-hmm. and there's two Native Americans there or some shit like that, and people were like, "Oh, this this makes it seem like Theodore Roosevelt is better than them because he's white, and because he's on a horse and they're walking," and it's like you fucking idiots! Oh my god. Oh my God! I've already heard a story of what he did mm-hmm. as president. Like basically, as president, the first the first dinner that he hosted that yeah. was like was a dinner. Yeah, he, he basically it was um, uh, George Washington Carver, I think it was. It was some some prominent black guy. Okay, and he was just like Theodore Roosevelt. Oh, I got to talk to you. And then Theodore Roosevelt was like. All right, why don't you come have dinner with me? It was the first dinner that he had in the in the White House mm-hmm. with someone else, and his first thought was like, "Wait a minute, there's never been a black man in the White House for dinner." And then yeah. he and then he gets mad at himself for thinking that. Like, wait, how dare I fucking <laughs> stand? And how dare I think to myself like, "Oh, I wouldn't allow this because it's going to start president president." Yeah. And then he fucking just did it. He yeah. just was like, no, fuck it. I'm letting the guy in and I'm going to fucking do this. And I don't give a shit who the fuck says anything about it. And um, basically, uh, th- the entire Senate, 100 to 0, censured him, <laughs> which is basically, I mean, it's it's the worst thing they can do. 
Yeah. But it's also them going like, we're not happy with you. Yeah. And he's like, cool, I don't give a shit. Guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to take it. I'm going to go on speaking tours. And he's going to be the first. He's going to be the, the person who speaks for <laughs> Why? Because fuck you people. That's why. I love that. That's the man you're, he is. The, your favorite kind of man is somebody who does something purely out of spite. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> this is that's why I love this so much. right? Now, yeah. Because he is such a spiteful person. Right up your alley. Just, like I, I haven't even gotten into the parts when he's a president and then he like will bring in like dignitaries and then yeah. he'll bring in like foreign dignitaries and then he'll just see like the security guys and be like, hmm, you look pretty big and strong. Let's wrestle. And then he would literally have the, his people move tables out of the fucking office and then they would like wrestle because for some reason in his mind, he was like, well, I'm the president of the United States. I should be the strongest person that's ever existed. I should be a good wrestler. Honestly, I should be able to wrestle people. I don't hate it. <laughs> he, he was a guy who was like uh, we are like i am a man's man yeah and like we should be like we we are we are as the united states our job is to protect the island nations around us so like mm -hmm. cuba all these places that are colonialized by these european powers it's our job to say uh spain get the fuck out of here this they're under our protection because they need to be free and he believed it so much that he basically more or less like pushed America into starting a war with uh, Spain. Mm -hmm. And then when when it started, he led a group on a horse. He was literally <laughs> on a horse and he led a group in there to yeah. invade and attack. And he's on his horse as people are firing on him and everyone's like on the ground, like down because they're getting fired upon. And he's like, you fucking assholes. I'm on a horse getting fired at and you have the gumption to be on your stomachs right now Stand <laughs> i love the fuck up and go take the hill i do think i do think that we should mandate if our presidents want to get us into any foreign conflict or any conflict at all they should have to be on the front lines <laughs> no no i think get it. you get you our... get your ass on the front lines and we'll see how how quickly these conflicts stop yeah i will also say that we should have uh, if if you're going to be the president of the United States, you should regularly invite the world champion of boxing into the White House and then box him because for some reason, Theodore Roosevelt thought to himself, like, well, that's what the president should do. <laughs> he should be able to box people because he should be tough enough to do I this. Just, I just imagine Teddy Roosevelt just being like, I'm no pussy. <laughs> Will you, are you scared, I mean, bro? <laughs> that's, essentially, that's what he would do. So. <laughs> But in like 1900 speak, you know, like in yeah. like late 1800s, early 1900s speak. It's it's amazing how much I read this, and all I can think to myself is like anyone else reading this would be like, "Wow, this guy's really toxic. He's toxic masculinity to a T." And I'm just like, I'm all for this right now. You're like, "Fuck yeah, this bro!" This is the type of toxic masculinity I need. <laughs> I think there is something to be said about that. Honestly, like you, mm -hmm. you. You should be a tough boy in many different ways if you're going to yes, be president yes. or a tough lady. You, like you, it's a it's you, a it's a hard job. Could you imagine either Biden or Trump being like, you know what? I'm going to wrestle the foreign dignity. I'm going to wrestle the assistant of the foreign dignitary because I just want to fucking be an alpha right now because that's who I fucking am. Trump doesn't believe in exercise, so no, 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 no. <laughs> that would be and Biden. I mean, Jesus Christ, <laughs> he's frail. <laughs> he's frail. I think I think Trump though it's purely the only reason I don't think Trump would break immediately is because he's a big fucking dude and you forget that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, he's he is big, he's strong, and he well, he's big. I don't know. Yeah, strong, I don't know. I don't big. think he's strong. The problem is he's also old. Yeah. So the man, the man doesn't believe in exercise be and loves McDonald's. I don't think he's strong. <laughs> no, 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 no. He's he's strong as in like he's just a big guy and can push yeah. his way around. He's just big. But, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Biden is just like, oh, Jesus, like, no, no, don't do any of this. Like, just, just, I barely can see the man walking. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> let's move on, Dragon. Okay. Uh, I really like the book. I highly suggest it. I am now reading the second book about the presidency. It's called uh, Theodore Rex. And when I finish that one, I'll have some more fun stories of him. Would you, would you, if you had read this book uh, prior to Alejandro being born, would you have named him Teddy instead? <laughs> I, mean, I need, I need to name him after choice. a That's real a man's man. <laughs> yeah. Oh, what do you mean way, it wasn't Teddy your Roosevelt. choice? Andrews vetoed like how, how, most of the names that I wanted. <laughs> Like, uh, before I forget, Teddy Roosevelt also, um, basically, while he was in college, wrote a book about the about uh, naval warfare that is still to this day considered like the the definitive book about naval warfare. Do you ever think about how old timey dudes would write things that we still that we still like refer to? And you're like, he was 20. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. like, how, how did a 20 year old have any fucking like idea of any of this shit? But somehow I, I, I think about that. I think about that all the time when I watch movies about like World War II and you yeah. see like actors there. And I, all I can think to myself is like, these actors are like 35, 40. Yeah. Um, these kids were 19 years old. Yeah. Insane. Storming the beaches of Normandy that- and then being like, well, I hope I'll live. Yeah. <laughs> I guess I got to run onto this beach where they're actively shooting yep. at me. And it's just a numbers game. So most of us won't yeah. survive. Okay. Great. Yeah, basically. Insane. Children. Right. They were all children right. doing that kind of stuff. Yeah. All right, I got to move on because I was too obsessed with that book. Anyway, okay, I, I, I highly recommend that book if you're interested in uh, Teddy Roosevelt. Okay. All right. Next, Dragon, I watched a little movie called The King's Daughter. Fun fact, I listened to, I watched this because uh, How Did This Get Made? They did for their podcast. Okay. Perfect How Did They Get Made movie. It is starring Pierce Brosnan as King Louis the Fourteenth. Okay. One of those. And his, uh, you know, his, I'm going to say daughter. It was his daughter, mm-hmm. but he kind of didn't tell anyone that was his daughter not even her okay. uh kayla something i don't know she's she, she was a big thing for a little while okay um fun fact this movie was filmed in 2014 and it came out in 2022 oh no <laughs> and part of it was because just so you understand you, you heard the story i just told you about guess yep. what else this has it has a mermaid a mermaid that pierce brosman wants to kill because if he kills the mermaid during the eclipse he will become immortal somehow okay so this is not like a real life this is not like a here's the history historical story about king whatever no No, i thought it was going to be a period piece because i thought it was going to be about the king and the daughter and then next thing you know they capture a mermaid i'm like what the fuck so he loved it that's what you're saying so the mermaid is played by fan bing bing which apparently was the biggest star in china like massive fucking star in china and um she got into some tax problems which is why it was held back for eight years because they were apparently in china if she was in tax problems they're like Mm -hmm. there's no way anyone's gonna go watch this movie because she's now seen as like a a bad person so they held it back for eight fucking years that's insane. Which is insane to me. But anyway, um, yeah, this fucking movie is crazy. It is crazy. It is everything you want it to be, Dragon. It is a <laughs> love story of, uh, you know, the the king's daughter uh-huh. falling in love with the pirate. All right. Sure. It also has As Pierce Brosnan trying to reconnect with his daughter. Okay. Right. Yep. And then it also has uh, a mermaid that 
people have to say that Pierce Brosnan has to kill to gain immortality. That for some reason, as the, you do, <laughs> the king, the king's daughter has a connection to. Which I was kind of thinking, like, wait, are they gonna are they gonna say that Pierce Brosnan, um, his he banged the mermaid and that's the the chick? That was the weird connection that I kept getting with the mermaid. And no, no, that happen. that wasn't it. That was it. how is nope, that not no. it? <laughs> I don't know. That's what it was wondering. It was weird. <laughs> okay, all right. Anyway, um, if you listen to How Did This Get Made, I would highly rec- I would recommend this movie if you want to listen to that podcast because yeah. again, it always it's always better. And this is one of those that's like it's so weird that it's not boring. There are some that's just like it's like a drudge to get through. Not yeah. this one. Yeah. Next dragon. Yes. I watched a little movie called Cobweb. All right. Now, this is on Hulu. This is a horror movie. Me and my chick have been watching horror movies. This is starring your girl, Lizzie Kaplan, oh, and okay. your boy. Anthony Starr, who is Homelander, by the way. And he Ooh, basically Homelander. Yeah, he basically plays Homelander in this movie. Um I mean he's not the without the superpowers, but okay. he is that like, I'll give you a smile. Hey, how are you? Everything's great. I can he has that little smile that you can always see, like, oh, there's there's yeah. darkness behind those eyes. Yes. Which is like, wow, he's 10 out of 10 when he plays that part, by the way. Yeah, he's very good at that. I want to see him in something where he has to be like. I mean, I haven't seen him in much stuff. Only the only the boys, um, really. The Covenant. Guy Ritchie's The Covenant. He plays a character in that, and I kept expecting him to somehow turn, but no, he was actually a good guy. Oh, like the <laughs> whole time. I, that's the hard part when you see Homelander in anything where you're like, oh, he's going to be like, you know. He's going to be evil. Yeah, he has to be evil. It's like just like what he plays. Anyway, uh, the, yes. the premise of this movie is uh, there's this little kid, Peter. He's like 10 years old, let's say. He's, mm-hmm. you know, he's shy. He gets bullied in school. And um, suddenly he starts hearing, like, tapping on his walls. And okay. suddenly it's like someone's talking to him. Um, and guess what? What? Hilarity ensues. ensues. <laughs> I don't want to spoil it for you, but he, it's basically like his sister's in the wall. Do, do you mind if I spoil it? No, go ahead. Okay. Uh, wait, when did I'm this gonna go come ahead and spoil out? It. When did this come out? Um, 2023. Interesting. I've never even heard of this. So anyway, I had it. Yeah, no, same. I'll fucking spoil it. Who gives a shit? It's not. You know, it's not a great movie. Um, okay. Basically, he the 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 it, what happens is it turns out that like his parents are kind of evil. Yeah. Oh. And they the person in the walls is his sister. Okay. Who was like I've been trapped in the walls for years. Um, and then she convinces Peter to like poison his parents and then gets her out and mm-hmm. guess what happens Regan? turns out she, that this she was this evil sister, the whole time she was evil yep now i hated this movie because literally every single cap- character in this movie makes the worst decisions you could ever imagine mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and i mean every single character the bad guys the good guys there's a teacher who just keeps making dumb decisions to the point where I'm just like, what is she doing? What, I don't know, what the fuck is going on with her? Yeah. Um, the two parents, it's like, oh, the son found out about that. The, they, the parents find out that the kid knows there's someone in the wall and yeah. they're just like, all right, well, we'll deal with it tomorrow. Like, what? As you do. Listen, why yeah. do today what you can put off till tomorrow? <laughs> Come on. Yeah. yeah. And then the ending happens and like, it doesn't even end. It just ends with them like, trapping the i'm gonna call her a witch trapping the witch in a fucking cell in the basement Mm -hmm. and then it's just she's just like oh i'll always be there whenever you hear something in the wall you might think it's me and that's how it kind of ends okay yeah and it's it's kind of like a haunted house story a little bit i don't know because in one point they in kind of insinuates that she's just a kid who was born disformed (laughs) 
but then also for some reason she has supernatural powers At, honestly everybody knows honestly. if you're born with a deformity you get supernatural powers like, that's what I, that's I don't know I don't know if she was because some parts she had it sometimes well sometimes it's implied that she has it and sometimes it's not interesting she can climb on the wall for example like a fucking insect and then like <laughs> just walks around you know okay so you're saying Decap that literally decapitates people with very little effort like someone gets pulled off screen and mm -hmm. then when they walk back on the screen they have no head and i'm like wow that must be a very powerful person and then you know the main character or the the hero which is this the kid's teacher comes up comes in and is able to like punch her yeah and it's like all right yep that doesn't make any sense no anyway uh three out of ten okay Fairly. <laughs> great uh, next dragon i'm gonna stay on hulu i watched a little movie called marrow bones dragon i'm gonna read you the name of the cast list of this this came out in okay. 2017 by the way 2017 the okay george mckay who is the main guy from from the movie 1917 okay okay your boy charlie heaton who is one of those guys who when you see his face he's like ah oh, he's in a lot of things he's in uh <laughs> Stranger Things. He's in oh. New Mutants. He's in a bunch of things, but he's okay. he's a big deal. Okay. Okay. Yep. Uh, Mia Goff is in this movie. Ooh, I love Mia Goff. And Anya Taylor Joy is in this movie. Okay. Those four people, I was like, this cast is amazing. They had an amazing cast, and probably the only person who was known at this point was Anya Taylor Joy. Yeah. And yet, I've never heard of this fucking movie in my life. I, so the name of it sounds ever so vaguely familiar but i can't i don't think i've seen it okay, i'm so gonna google basically, it the movie is about uh i you might like it the ending is a little weird but okay. um I, you might actually like it um oh, i've definitely never premise, seen this okay so the premise is uh these four kids and their mother moved to new england from england or mm -hmm. let's say portland i don't know some fucking city um and they uh basically they imply that like we're here to start a new life and they're like cool uh, and they're running away from their father. That's what's implied. And then they're like, some shit happens. They they meet Anya Taylor Joy, and they're mm -hmm. like, oh, we love her. She's cool. She's great. She's like one of our crew. And then like something happens, and then they cut to six months later, and the they're basically like, oh my god, um, we we have to hide here because people people are gonna not know. Blah blah blah. You know, um, there's a very nice twist in this, which you kind of see coming, but you know what? When it happens, I liked it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I thought it was a good movie. Although okay. this has my favorite thing, and I can tell you afterwards because I, uh, I I would need to spoil it for you, which okay. is on Anya Taylor Joy, beautiful mm -hmm. woman, right? Yes, she's gonna just ignore a hundred percent of red flags in in order for this movie to have a happy ending. Okay, ten ten out of ten. Ten out of ten, great. Anyway, uh, no, it's just like a, I would give it like a six out of ten, which is pretty good for a random movie. Yeah, I I enjoyed it. All right, uh, all right. finally dragon i watched a little movie called let me pronounce this correctly survive <laughs> it's a survive with the uh you know exclamation dash point. thing that makes you yeah exclamation point so i have to yell it did you just say uh, the dash thing that makes you yell is that, is that how you yeah. just described an exclamation point i mean is am i wrong i don't know i honestly don't know i've just never heard anyone i'm say not wrong like whatsoever that. <laughs> dragon this movie came out in 1976 all okay, right yeah. you'll never know what this movie's about this no. is about the this is about the a plane crash that happens in uh between the border between Ur uruguay and argentina oh yeah that sounds familiar and 
uh, yeah, people survive, you know, some people survive and they have to survive two and a half months in order to uh, live. And guess what, Dragon? Yeah. Can- cannibalism exists. Yeah. Anyway, um, this was the first movie that was made about this story, this true story. It came out in 1976. It felt the entire time. It felt like I was watching a made for TV movie, yeah. except for the part where um, they were like, oh, we had to eat human flesh, to which there were like extensive scenes of them cutting meat and i was just like like this th- th- it, it just looks like they're cutting up like a piece of pig yeah but i'm like this is far more graphic than i would have guessed for this yeah. i don't know why for like but i guess time. you know the big the big thing about the story this story is these cannibalism yeah or whatever it's called apotheism apotheism apothic uh a- a- uh god damn it i'll look and, it up and apotheism so so cannibalism is when you eat human flesh for fun. Yeah. Uh, Pothyism is when you eat it for survival. So that's the difference. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's a story. It's the story of the plane crash. And, uh, you know, it's a 1970s movie. And it's a very much so. A ni- it feels like a 1970s uh, made-for-TV movie in terms of all the sets and everything. It is yeah. fucking just not good. And the acting's not good either. It's like a, I'm going to give it like a three out of ten. Yeah barely interesting um and then we can uh move on to our final segment right dragon yeah we sure can all right that's gonna lead us right into our final segment dragon at the movies dragon yes what movie did we watch this week so you picked this week Berto. do you want to introduce it i guess i will fine you know kind of trying to hand it off to you anyway i watched (laughs) a little movie we picked i picked a movie Mm -hmm. called society of the snow this came out in 2023 all right Mm-hmm. It was, it is two hours, 24 minutes. It is currently on the Netflix machine. It's directed by J.A. Bayona. Mm-hmm. And it's starring a bunch of people who I've never heard of because they're all Spanish actors. Yes. Uh, Enzo Vorisini? Vorisi? I'm going to pronounce them all wrong. <laughs> Carlos Rodriguez, how's that one? There you go. Mateas Recalte. <laughs> Thank you. Nailed it. Augustine Bardella. (laughs) This is is how, like, so when Berto and Jaime would fight, their last name would always be pronounced wrong every single time. And I never understood it because I'm like, you just pronounce it the way it's spelled. (laughs) You don't get it. Most Spanish names, you just pronounce the way they're spelled. (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, Anyway, you're doing great. Uh, The problem is I start to read it. I start to pronounce it. And then my brain just like goes nuts. And then I just, it doesn't, it doesn't end well. Yeah. Uh, all right, Dragon. Yes. Uh, this movie is in Spanish. So you're going to give us a Dragon at the Movies entirely in Espanol. I'm absolutely not doing that. I actually, when I, so when I watched this movie, I was like, oh, let's see how good my Spanish is still. Bro, it's not good. <laughs> I understood nothing in this movie. <laughs> like, na- absolutely nothing. I was surprised at how bad it was actually for me. And mm-hmm. I was like, I can't tell if it's the accents because you're Uruguayan and I just don't know that accent or if I just like, truly don't remember spanish at all uh just just so you know i had a tough time listening to it because of the uruguayan accent okay good i don't feel as bad then and, um, and which is similar to argentina so it's like i i was just listening to this i was just like can you guys just speak spanish normally I, I just couldn't i i really truly was like i do not know what they're saying like i get i'm getting like words here and there and that's it anyway uh-huh. you want to you want to drag out the movie for this right yes um so this is a true story it's a boats movie right um yep. Uh, about a plane crash that happened with a Uruguayan um, rugby team that was going to Argentina for a mm-hmm. rugby 
thing and a little fun trip. And they had some of their family with them, which is too bad because <laughs> they need to fill a plane. And mm -hmm. uh, uh, yeah, the plane ends up going down in the um, Andes. And uh, hilarity ensues. <laughs> I mean, one could say that. Horrifying. So basically, they, they end up like half of them die in the plane crash. And then um, half of those survivors die due to other things that happen that we'll talk about. And uh, yeah, they these people had to survive for, what was it, 72 days? 71 days? 72 days. 72 days in the Andes with literally nothing. Truly nothing. Yeah. Insane. Absolutely insane. Um, it's uh, I can't believe that this happened in real life, and that there were any survivors at all. So uh, yeah, should we should we dive in, bro? Yeah, let's get them to this. Number one, let's let's correct just the one thing you said. Okay. Um, half of them did not die in the plane crash. Only nine people. There were forty five people on the plane. Yeah, nine people died on the plane crash. Oh, I thought it was. Else, I thought it was a little more. Everyone else died by other means, and by <laughs> other means is. Oh, there was a lot of fucking needs. Now, injuries sustained in the crash is one yes. of them, including like one woman who like when they crashed, the, the the chairs all like got pushed to the front. Yeah. And one woman was literally trapped there and they could not get her out. And every time they would come to try to comfort her, she would just scream at the top of her lungs. Yeah. Which... She died. Yeah. She dry. She died later that night. Yeah. Screaming. Um, <laughs> screaming. Screaming. Basically, yeah. Uh, yeah Which so the movie, they, the movie didn't really. Uh... No, the movie did not go into it. There was a lot of things the movie did not go into. Yeah. Um, like the guy with the, the way, stomach wound, the horrible stomach wound that, like, yeah, they, they didn't go into that. Push his intestines the, back in, and like, <laughs> they, I mean, literally, you're not joking with it. By the way, she is not exaggerating when she says this. There was a guy who who had a he had a he had a puncture wound, like something punctured into his stomach, and he goes up to. Uh, by the way, uh, these are like college students so they're like between 20 and 25 yeah. uh for the most part and then there's other family yeah. um he goes up to one of the guys who was a med student yeah like his first, first year. year yeah first year or <laughs> so second it's... year there were there were two doctors yeah a first year and a second year student uh and we can go into why they're called the society of the snow in a second but um <laughs> he basically just goes i don't know what to do i guess i'll just like just take hey yeah go look over there and then when he turns around he just pulls the thing out and which case is in intestines literally spill out of his stomach yeah. and then he just like pushes it back in and like puts something over it and he's like uh you'll be fine and then he's <laughs> like okay and then the guy literally walks away and helps to like yeah. is continues to help people insane so, fucking crazy did yeah. he he that, survived not right? in the movie. Didn't, didn't he survive no nope. oh, he no didn't. no he died of his wounds oh that makes sense <laughs> I mean, yeah he died, <laughs> but it took him a while to die it's a pretty the bad crazy wound. thing the crazy thing is the guy who had literally his skull cracked and fractured Mm -hmm. and was um he was out for three fucking days that guy not only did he survive he was one of the guys who went on the walk to the path he went to to, to really? go fight rescue he was one of the guys oh yeah now, they, i'm they did, saying they this did kind of touch on that a little bit in the thing. they touched on it a little bit but not not a lot yeah, yeah. They, this movie uh they touched on a couple of things um i don't know if you ever did you ever see the 93 movie about this i did not it was, is, there's a 93 movie about this called alive starring uh mm -hmm. ethan hawk mm -hmm. um i think that one is a better movie uh you know spoiler alert not 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 not, not to say whether this is good or bad right i think that one's a better movie overall but um and they touch on different things yeah right like uh right off the bat i think one of the big things this movie is trying to achieve is to be like hey guys these people barely survived the first fucking night yeah they absolutely. were freezing to death 
mm-hmm. which they were, by the way. Uh, yeah. Fun fact, like a bunch of these people had never seen the snow until this moment. Oh, God. So now you're crashed in the Andes where it's zero degrees. Mm-hmm. And when the night hits, it's minus 30 degrees. And they yeah. don't have clothing. They basically were taking the clothing off the dead pe- people, going through the luggage to be like, we have to find clothing for yeah. tonight because we're going to die tonight. Yeah. Uh, and it's not like they packed for the winter. So they no, were just because they were going sweaters. they were going from Uruguay, where it like seemingly was uh very temperate and beautiful, and they're mm-hmm. going to Argentina, which is like the same. It's just also, they, yeah. they happen they to be flying them. over a fucking desert wasteland, essentially. Yeah, they were they were like in 50, 60 degree weather, going to 50, 60 degree weather where it's like, well, we just need to like it's a pack of sweater. Yeah. You know, maybe maybe a couple of sweaters just to like, you know, change it up a bit. So yeah. they they didn't have jackets. They just had sweaters. Just like so most of them wore like two or three sweaters at a time. Just to, although like, I was I was thinking about it and I was like, man, it's so good. This happened in the 70s when it was all like wool sweaters and like polyester. Yes. That mm-hmm. <laughs> itchy, itchy things that we would complain about now because they're itchy. They were yeah. like, thank God. Yes. <laughs> thank I, I God. mean, if you're going to be trapped in that cold, it better be wool. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, um, but yeah, anyway, right. yeah. Let's get into this dragon. All right. Uh, okay. I think this movie was really trying hard to be like let let me put you into the feeling of what is going on, right? Yes. So they show a few scenes. Like uh, the crash scene is, I, I didn't like it, but um, they were trying to make you understand the chaos that was happening in the first. Yeah. The, the uh, right after the crash i think i which, actually think they did a really good job with the crash scene i think they did but I, you know again i'm repair, comparing this to my memory of alive mm. where i feel like that one told the story better but yeah. again i'm i'm like this is a movie that i saw 25 well yeah this yeah. movie came out 30 years ago i probably i watched this movie the, that movie several times so um i'm comparing it to my memories of it i might rewatch alive and just be like oh no no this one's definitely better yeah but you know we don't know yeah. I'll, I'll find out whenever Alive is on streaming and I'll definitely watch it. Yeah. Um, um, this, this this movie was a good reminder. So when I when I worked at my old job, um, mm-hmm. I was offered to take a trip uh, to, I think, Guatemala. Mm-hmm. I think. But I would have had to take a tiny plane over the jungle to get to the place that I needed to go to in, like, wherever we were visiting, you know, to, like, go visit grantees. And they were like, don't worry, like, if the plane crashes, you'll be fine because it just glides to the ground (laughs) and then the trees break the plane to fall. So it's actually not that bad to crash. And I was like, I am not getting into a seven seater propeller plane to fly over the jungle so I can go to a remote part of Guatemala. Like, I'm not doing I'm simply not doing that. I don't know why. Why not? I don't know why. This is why. (laughs) <laughs> this, is exactly, <laughs> this is literally it was just me watching this and being like that's an even bigger plane <laughs> i should have been on this one holds 45 people that's amazing mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um uh anyway that that's i thought about that like immediately when i watched this but i i think like look an airplane crash scene is easy to make like jarring and uh yeah scary and they i think they did that you know i think they did too i again i i think they're going for the feel of like we want you to feel what it was like to be in this moment yeah. which was and of course night when they're fucking freezing to death we yeah. want you to understand what it's like to be i think i think some of them went a little too far like especially in that first scene where they're just like <laughs> like screaming because it's cold and i'm yeah. like yeah I, you don't scream because it's cold you hug and shiver i mean but you know i i understand what you're trying to do yeah 
I don't know. I've never been in a situation where I was freezing to death. So maybe I would. Say I don't I think mean, so, though. I think you'd probably get pretty quiet and then you die. <laughs> so you go to sleep. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't yeah. think you would be complaining about like the freezing. I think you would be trying to make to keep your energy so you yeah. can fucking try to stay warm and then hug people to try to stay warm. Although the thing they fucked up on was they probably would have been better literally getting naked and then hugging together and then putting the clothing yeah. on top of them as a bundle but you know yeah, yeah i what would i know i've never been in this situation yeah 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 Berto, what the fuck do you know <laughs> yeah yeah literally i'm like i i don't know what would have been better i don't know yeah but um so one thing that i liked was well one not one thing i liked, but like something that happened in this movie was uh i, I like that they pretty much were like these are kids not just kids Mm-hmm. These were kids who were part of a championship rugby team. Mm-hmm. So they understood the concept of working together. And guess what? They're boys. These are boys who are used to like, well, we have to work. We have to yeah. do something. So they're constantly like, well, what do we have to do? We have to go do this. Okay, we're going to go. Do-. And they all like yeah, get jobs, essentially, yeah. which is part of uh, why they they came up with the name The Society of the Snow. Because they were like, well, none of us are experts in anything. So if you know a fraction of yeah. anything you are now the expert on it so yeah. that's why the first and second year med students were immediately they're like oh you're a first year second year med student cool you're now the chief doctor yeah good and what i like is it kind of gives you that gumption of like w- there is no debating there is no blah 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 no i am the expert in this and i have to understand that like i i w- my word is rule yeah so if i'm like this person's gonna die we should just put him outside and let him die that you know die then that's going to be my rule if yeah. i'm like this person needs aspirin we're going to give them aspirin and it's like i, I, I kind of like that because it's you know it's what dragon i'm going to use a term here that you love okay. toxic masculinity which okay. is basically when guys this is this is the whenever women complain like how come guys always think that they're the masters of everything and it's like well because sometimes we have to well, somebody you know? has to be. Somebody has to be in charge of things. Like you can't. Somebody has to be in charge of things, and you can't be. You can't have everyone else questioning you because then everything becomes a debate, and yeah. then nothing gets done. Yeah. So it's like someone has to be in charge of these things. So someone has to take the lead and yeah. do it. All right. Um. So yeah, I, basically, first the plane crash happens. Nine people die. The next day happens, and nine more. I think something like nine or ten other people die, yeah. and then it's just like okay. The movie I think goes were, into like I think there were like 27 survivors going into the avalanche. There was something like yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh and yeah, oh yeah. The like, avalanche was another scene where it was like uh oof, that was a rough scene to watch. That, scary. I mean, and you and you're like the idea of like the idea that you would survive a plane crash, right? Like mm-hmm. unscathed or you're like whatever, you or you survive the injuries you got from the plane crash. You've been chilling for like nine days. You haven't frozen to death yet, right? Somehow mm-hmm. by, by some fucking miracle. And then a fucking avalanche happens. <laughs> what the yeah. fuck? <laughs> you're like, really? They, 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 they're trying to get to us. Uh, yeah. They were in the, it, the movie shows them being trapped for four days, right? Yeah. Which is, it's not not true, mm-hmm. but it's also not true. Which is they were trapped, right? Yeah. They, I think another nine people died or something like that. Nine or 10 people died. Um, and they died the worst place, worst way possible, oh which is basically suffocating they, to death. Yeah, suffocated uh, under snow. That's horrible. Yeah. And the rest of them had to survive in like half of the fucking airplane, which yeah. was already, by the way, that, that thing is small to begin with. That thing's like eight to ten, eight by 10 feet. Yeah. Just so you know. Um, and then basically what happened was they, 
they uh, by day two they dug the hole to get outside. Mm-hmm. I'm about to sneeze, but uh, they <laughs> dug the hole to get outside, and then uh, they got outside and they were like, "Oh, there's a fucking blizzard happening right now. Yeah. Let's go back inside." And they they hid for another uh, two, two days, days until yeah. the blizzard went away. Yeah. So yeah, crazy, crazy. And then and then after that, don't worry, things got much easier. <laughs> I just like the idea that like like a, a plane crash is one and like the whether or not you survive that plane crash was happenstance right based on like where you mm-hmm. were in the plane and how the plane broke yeah. apart like that's not there's no like controlling any scenario in that right and then an yeah. avalanche happens and it's again happenstance like some of them were able to get out of the snow they just got lucky right they didn't get buried too bad in the snow yeah. some of them didn't and like, and when they were trying to like dig out the survivors, you only have so many minutes before those people are dead, right? Correct. And yeah. where you decide to dig just like determines whether or not like you are lucky. Someone wins or not? Yeah. Yeah, they happen to like <laughs> feel you under the snow, or if you weren't, and that's it. Like that's the, like the crazier <laughs> thing is that one person they the only reason they all survived was because one person was like, "I'm not sleepy," and just stood up, and then he started hearing rumbling. He's like, "What the fuck is that?" Yeah. And right at the perfect time. The fucking avalanche hit. hit. So he's standing while everyone else is like sleeping. Yeah. And he was the one who's like, oh shit, I got to start digging people out. He digs one person out. They dig, they, they dig a second person out. Yeah. And you know, that's how they, that's how, you know, most of them survived. Yeah. Yeah. And it left two people, like the only two people who died after that, I think were the sick ones. Yeah. Yeah. There were the uh, people who had like infect injuries that got infected or whatever. Yeah. And I think there they, were three. I think there were more. There was more than two. I think there were three. They were, yeah, they had serious enough injuries where yeah. they couldn't walk and move, and yeah. they, they essentially succumbed to uh, disease and stuff like that. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that's crazy. I was I was thinking about this, and I was like, it, "That's actually crazy that you would succumb to like disease in a place that is so cold, because like usually mm-hmm. germs don't survive super well in like the in really bad cold like that." Well, I think it, it wasn't just the disease, but it was also just the fact that your body injured, just does yeah. not have the it can't it can't it does, do it. it does not have the ability to fight off the injury. And of course, you know the fun part, dragon cannibalism. <laughs> oh yeah, that, that I was like, so I know that they had basically no food. It's not like this was a plane full of like meals. You know, no. they were they were taking it was like a puddle a, jumper. They were taking like a fucking one hour flight or something like that. It was like not meant to be anything, you know, uh-huh. real. So. Of course, they didn't have any food on on board, but it took nine days to start eating people. And I was like, I can't tell if that's a short time or a long time, to be honest. Um, I, can, I like really couldn't tell. It's hard to criticize them because you never know what you're going to do. And that's until you're in. That I would situation. eat. I would eat people. I would 100 percent listen. I think I would eat people. The question is, would I be the first one to suggest it? Yes. <laughs> in which case, I think by day two, I'd be like, guys, I'm sorry to get hungry. And uh <laughs> You're like know. still eating crackers and you're just like, you know what we could use? Is some- <laughs> you know, this crackers could use some spread. <laughs> I'm I, just saying. I, I do. Yeah. I, I think like that's the hard part, right? It's like, who is going to be the person who's like, uh, guys, I think. Well, it's also hard because you don't want to, you don't want to admit that you have to resort to cannibalism. Cause what if like the rescue helicopter is you know 10 it's minutes right around away. the corner yeah and you're mm-hmm. just like carving fucking pieces off of somebody when they when they land and you're like hey hey guys we didn't know if you knew we were here so it's 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 like that south park episode where they um the, the people the, the citizens of south park all get trapped inside a mall and then they have to resort to cannibalism and uh, it turns out they were only in there for like a few hours <laughs> 
<laughs> exactly. It's exactly <laughs> like that. Uh, I, I, I think that's the harder part, right? It's like weighing whether or not you're, it's like, your yeah, what is around day the corner. are you going to do it? Yeah. I think, I think I would, and again, it's easier for me to say this, having never had to have that in my life is yes. for me to have to be like, I think I would eat, eat it. I think I would be one of the first people to suggest it. And yeah. then I would be one of the first people, I would be the person arguing like, this is what we have to do. Yeah. Except I don't know what day what I would do. <laughs> yes. <laughs> again, I think it, I think I'm it just going to say, Dragon, I'm just going to yeah. say this, day two. Yeah. I think, well, the say, second, they figured out pretty early on that they called off the search, right? Like, because they got yeah. the, they got the radio, but it was after they had already started cannibalism, right? Correct. And then isn't that the point where the other people who were holding out and were not eating the human flesh were like, Correct. They were like, well, we have to. Yeah. Because like, they, they were holding out hope that someone's going to, they were, some, were going to save them. Yeah. Um, and it, by the way, in the scene, it shows them all like screaming and crying and everything, which is not like the fact that they called off the search as if like all hope is lost, yeah. which is not actually what happened. One person was like, fuck, no. Oh, my God, this and that. And then he tells the leader. And the leader then tells everyone else. And he's like, hey, everyone, good news. <laughs> they called off the search. Now that means we got to get the fuck out of here. No more sitting around. No more yeah. trying to survive. We got to make a plan to get the fuck out of here. Which yeah. I, again, you could only happen with 25-year-old fucking athletes <laughs> who are just, they're dragon, they're young, yeah. dumb, and full of human I mean, meat. Well, yeah, full, <laughs> full of human meat. <laughs> Where they're just like, okay. Like, it this will is- because at a certain but, point, like, you don't know if it's worth it to risk, like, venturing out into the, uh, literally the unknown. Like, yeah. you have no idea where you are. Um, you you have a guess yeah. of where you are, but you're wrong. So, like. And you don't want to take risks in case some, some like, rescue is right around the corner. You don't want to needlessly send people to their deaths. Exactly. When, oh, you know, someone might be coming to get us. It's the moment that you realize, like, oh, we're just on our own. That's yeah. when you're like, okay, we're on our own. This is good. Yeah. Now we don't, now we know what to do. Yeah. We got to get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Um. Yeah basically which again it's a fucking crazy crazy fucking story crazy story that this is real dragon yeah i Um, I appreciate i i wonder like you know in the in those scenarios like would you be the person who's like there were like cousins or whatever right who volunteered to cut the people up and like that was just their job and they did a good job of being like yeah you can't (laughs) see don't worry i won't tell you who who's you know flesh this is and we'll like make it look as little a a human flesh as we possibly can i thought that they cooked some of it um but i then i remembered like there's they don't have anything to burn like they don't and even if they had even if they had things to burn like they wouldn't waste it on food they would use it for heat right right I mean, but, you yeah, can kill two birds with one stone and get heat from something that you're also like a, a cooking fire. But there's nothing there's there's not wood around. So like you can't mm-hmm. burn, they would have had to burn clothing. You can't do that. Like you or yeah. like suitcases because nothing burn. blocking the wind. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, you're just eating frozen human flesh. Delicious. I mean, you, got, you got no choice, right? Luckily, there's no bacteria out there. <laughs> yeah, right. It's like, well, you know, it is it is what it is, I guess. It, it is what it is. So you got no choice. And again. I, I dragon mm-hmm. i'm gonna tell you this right now mm-hmm. if anything ever happens you have my permission to eat my body <laughs> sure a hundred percent i mean honestly yes like it, i'm not using it anymore <laughs> it's, yeah. Yeah. it's like hey if, if my fucking flesh will lead to you surviving you yeah. can go ahead and do it even though you wouldn't survive just because uh, i mean none of no no women survived this and i think we know right 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 well, there weren't very many women on the plane to begin with. There were like three women yep. on the plane. That's why and they then, got away. <laughs> one of them That's died. Why they survived. One the of them men were able to think. 
sure <laughs> they all they all just got unlucky that was that was it it's just a numbers game you know <laughs> i mean literally you're not even wrong no which is too bad because the one the last lady to die that died in the avalanche she was doing good <laughs> she, she was like yeah. not injured and like you know she was doing okay so what I mean, a shame. That, it was a fucking crazy story that the that the husband told yeah about how like he was on top he was literally standing on top of her and he's like the only the only person the only way to save for me to save her is i have to push myself out and then start to dig but the problem is every time i push myself out i push her in deeper and it's like yeah that's that was the dilemma i was in and then he's like yeah then and you would think someone like that would just be like oh there's no point in life yeah and then he just explains like you know then i i held i held my wife after i after she died and he's like i felt a love like i'd never felt before and i told myself like i have to give this love to my children to which Mm -hmm. dragon i was like that would 100 i dragon yeah i would just be like i don't give a shit we i am i am hiking with you fuckers on this mountain because i'm gonna see my fucking kid or i'm gonna die fucking trying i do not give a shit a hundred percent a hundred percent also like if i'm if i'm that mom one of you has to survive for your kids yes she would have she would have told you to to dig yourself out like go ahead oh yeah yeah, 100 percent. if i knew like oh if me and my wife have one of us only one of us can make it i would be like it's that's fine. That's fine. One of us can make the, it. Yeah. The, she, the, the, I, she, she can have it. She's yeah. going to take care of the kid. That's or fine. the other, or the no, other way around. No. If, if listen, it, whoever can make it needs to make it. Is what I'm saying. Yeah. Basically. Um. Yeah. It's great. Uh. But. Uh. All right. Next. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's. I don't know what to talk about unless we go. Point by point on this. It's it's so it's hard. hard. It's hard to talk about. Well, it's it's also hard. So one of the one of my like complaints about this movie is I had a hard time in the beginning, especially when we saw everybody like, you know, vibrant and alive, <laughs> like, mm-hmm. like pre-crash. Um, I had a hard time when the crash actually happened remembering like who was who and like how, yeah, you know same. what I mean? Like it, there were, it's just like, it is a lot of characters to kind of keep track of. And I don't think they did a great job of like really pointing out like who the main characters were. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Um... And I'll, I'll talk about this when I talk about the movie Alive, mm-hmm. at least the parts that I remember of it. Mm-hmm. But, uh, well, fuck it. I'll talk about it right now. Yeah. And the thing is that, like, Ethan Hunt, not Ethan Hunt, fucking Jesus Ethan Christ. Hawk. <laughs> Ethan Hawk. Ethan Hunt. Ethan <laughs> fucking Tom Cruise, apparently. Yeah. Uh, Ethan Hawk plays Nando, which is the, like, he is the guy who saves everyone, essentially. Yeah. Um. And Josh Hamilton plays Roberto. So those are two very distinct people. And they, like, even though they were not the people to do certain things yep. earlier on, they the the script made them do it so that we would know who Ethan Hunt, Ethan Hawke's character is. Yeah. And so we saw them visible in certain times. And we were just like, okay, okay. And now I know this guy. I know that guy. I know yeah. who that is. Okay. And I, I understand the pieces that are going along and now i now so rather than trying to follow 10 different people like this like this movie did yeah. you kind of only had to follow three yeah and i think i think that would have been easier even with the voice of like the narration that we got from um numa uh mm-hmm. the, the guy that looks like adam driver <laughs> a little bit yeah even with that i it was still a little bit like i'm glad i had that because if i hadn't had that i, I think i would have been pretty lost yeah but, and like, numa, did numa make it numa didn't make it right no he did not make it he died from his yeah fucking- which he died from his stupid ankle injury that he got when he like freaked out and kicked in a window. Yeah. And he got like, uh, and yeah, anyway, an he, he died from that, he which is a weird infection. thing to like, it's a weird thing to be like, oh, we're going to have the primary narrator of this movie be one right? of the people who died. I, I It should have been 
it should sorry it should have been roberto or it should have been nando it should have been one of those two yeah it Frank was listed. weird it was a weird it was a weird choice but he was also like one of the main characters in terms of like the like he was the the last holdout for eating human flesh like he was like that kind of like you know yeah quote moral if you want to say that that was moral center of the movie um yeah. well but for it, them the big thing was that it is it is against the yeah. bible to eat to be a cannibal but they were like we are we're not cannibals we're doing this for survival it's not for yeah. pleasure and yeah, they were that's the one thing that uh maybe i don't think the movie really portrayed as much but they were deeply religious people yeah all of them all everyone on this planet is very very they were all catholic people. right yes yeah i mean that um, makes sense for also the americas <laughs> generally um yeah south america south american rugby team that pro- my guess is their their team was probably a uh they're probably from a catholic uh, a, a catholic college yeah that's that was my assumption as well um yeah yeah i get it i mean but also like you know what are you gonna do god put you in the situation yeah. so go. <laughs> yeah and it's like well, god god put you in this situation and also gave you meat you should do yeah. it and Again, it's, not... it's easier for us to say this having not have to do this yes 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 of course of course i mean that's always the case right and it's not like they had mm-hmm. to like draw lots to see who was going to get killed and eaten they had plenty of dead people <laughs> yeah so it wasn't you know it wasn't too bad because i thought for a little bit it was going to turn into like i mean i didn't because i knew how the story went because i had just listened to a podcast on it but like it, it could very easily have been like dramatized into like a like fighting and like, you know, people getting into like physical altercations over it or whatever, like going insane, you know, but it seems well, like they, they actually surprisingly held it together pretty well considering what One happened. of the reasons, but that's, that's the true case. One of the reasons why they held it together was because they were a fucking rugby, rugby team. So they were used to having to work together as a team yeah. in order to fucking do these things so they had they had grown up around each other training this the entire time yeah so they had this concept of like especially for rugby which is like you have your job i have my job yeah you, this person has their job and it's like it, they their understanding of working together for a common goal uh so it, it literally happened to the perfect set of people yeah otherwise it, they never would have made it no especially the fucking last track through the andes in order to get to safety I, 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 that was insane. Again, and, and this movie does not portray it, but th- you could make an entire movie of just the last 10 days yeah. of them being like, all right, we're going to go through the fucking Andes. We're going to hike through the Andes and we're going to make it. And they, again, no, no climbing training, nope. no equipment, nope. a sleeping bag that, you know, eh. fingers crossed it's going to work so we can survive whatever it was, minus 10 degrees in the, at night yeah. in, in the Andes. Um, they hiked through there and it took them two it was either two days or three days to get to the top of the andes to which yeah. they were expecting to see the you know green they were expecting to see yeah green fields of, yeah. of chile yeah and then they looked they got to the top and they were like mountains as far as the eye can see <laughs> yep and they i i love the scene which is a real thing that happened where the guy sat there and you see you see those two mountains those two luscious breasts of mountains yeah. we're gonna go right between them <laughs> that's that's where i think freedom that's where i think our safety is yeah and he fucking was right and that basically... the luck the 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 bad luck and the good luck that they had is mm-hmm. just wild 
anything yeah. like they could have chosen any path through the Andes and it, they could have been absolutely fucked. Like they didn't even have a compass with them. Right. They were just like no. navigating by the sun. Like that's, in, yeah. that's, it's insane. Uh, and yeah. And uh, another thing is that uh, there's one thing that none of the movies really go through is that they almost went through snow blindness, mm. which you forget dragon. The sun is hitting white snow, oh, which yeah. means it's about the sun bouncing off that and then going right into their eyes. He- basically the, blinding people here's the thing i i'm from new hampshire and snow blindness is very much a thing it's the reason why when you ski you wear tinted goggles and not clear goggles because mm-hmm. it is very very easy to damage your eyes it when it's oh. just a blanket of white that the that uv rays are bouncing off of extremely yeah. easy see i i did not know this because yeah. i'm from new york where the moment the, the snow hits the ground it immediately turns black it does it gross gray color it's horrible <laughs> But you, you'll know, like, if, if you ever go somewhere where there's, like, just a field of, of fresh snow, it hurts your eyes to look at, like, immediately. It really, really does. And it's it's very important that you wear eye protection when you're out in snow. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, all right. So we get, I mean, they they fast forward through the, the fucking trek down the mountain or, you know, quote unquote, down the mountain, yeah. through the mountains. Yeah. Uh, which, again, is something else that the movie Alive does. The movie Alive is just like, all right, I guess we got to go. And then they go and they show them climbing a little bit. They do a quick montage of like, yeah. it's cold, we're climbing. They make it to a river. And then next thing you know, they're they're, they're showing up in the helicopter. Yeah, It's quick montage. It's like a quick ending. And it's like, you don't understand. Even this movie, you do not get the peril that they are through. Honestly, the- I, I, think, I think they do an okay job, though, of like the drone footage of like just how small they are on the like, yeah. I, I don't even know the ridge that they're walking on and how you're just like, man, if one of them falls, that's it. Like, that's mm-hmm. it. Like, <laughs> I, I I think, I, and I truly think that the podcast, the last podcast on the left, we just did this story, mm-hmm. but probably because they were getting ready for the movie to come out on Netflix. Yeah. They just did this, this, this entire story. They told you the entire fucking everything that happened through that eight day trek. Yeah. And it's the the best way they described it was it was literally Frodo and Sam yeah. going up the mountain of Mount Doom, dying, crawling on their hands and knees. Yeah. Just fucking insane story until they finally find someone. A person who helps them. A random yeah. person. Can you imagine? Like can you imagine how gross they must have been to? I all I could think about was like how fucking smelly these people must have been and how disgusting and like they haven't they obviously they haven't brushed their teeth and you know they haven't mm-hmm. showered because how could they like it's they're just in they've been living in like a you know little eight by ten cell essentially with like 14 others <laughs> or 13 others they, they were all sunburnt yeah. uh yeah you can't shower nope. and so you have clothing that's getting wet and then rotting Mm-hmm. And uh, my favorite thing is uh, Roberto, who is not Nando's like the he was the fucking guy who's like, I, I the mountain's not going to kill me. Yeah, I will not die here. I yeah. will walk until I'm dead. Yeah. And then, you know, basically just being like, I will walk until I'm dead and then I'll keep fucking walking. Mm-hmm. But um, uh, the other guy, Roberto, who's the guy who was like, can you slow down, buddy? I can't <laughs> keep up. Yeah. He when when the plane took off, they were rugby players. He was 200 pounds when he was discovered when they discovered them. He was 97 pounds. Oh, my God. Insane. So just imagine the other people. Yeah. Fucking crazy. They did. I think this I think they they did a good job of like when after they got rescued in this movie and they like showed them in the hospital and you saw like like 
you can't you can't get the same actors to be so skeletal but they definitely no. they definitely they did a good job of that yeah I, that, the, yeah I really like the ending I really like mm-hmm. the ending when they heard on the radio that they were that they found them and they were going yeah. to rescue them and then they all started like cleaning up they yeah. look at the bones and they're like what are we going to do with this <laughs> they just honestly they just put them in a pile and just left it they were like I mean what else are, what else are you supposed to do shit. yeah yeah um yeah and they they showed them like getting rescued dragon i that was, I thought it was a great team then get, yeah. not just getting rescued but then like the 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 quote-unquote parade in the hospital of people yeah. just being like oh my god this is amazing and again the probably the best scene the best part of me was some woman like <laughs> the, shows baby. the baby to one of the survivors and he like just does an x across <laughs> on the skull to yeah. which i would be like yeah that makes sense you were literally touched by god yeah and you the only way to survive this is you were literally a miracle you were touched by god yeah of course i would have you fucking bless my child although they did they did get quite a bit of backlash when people realized that they ate people right like people were like but it's also the 70s and it's a very catholic country it's like not not that weird but it's kind of weird they also sensationalized it and everything because that you know what why would the news tell you the true story or tell you like what their opinions were and all that stuff um yeah yeah, it's crazy. Well, it's also because they, they it wasn't just that they 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 the news insinuated yeah. that maybe they killed some people in yeah, order I'm to sure, eat. I, I'm sure they insinuated that. And again, yeah. why would they need to? There were so many dead bodies. I know, I know. <laughs> just like scattered around the fucking handies. Like it's just stuff. Yeah. But yeah, I like the ending. I like I really like the ending, yeah. by the way. I, I thought too. this ending was much better than the Alive, which is just quick, quick fucking ending. This yeah. one, I, I like the fact that it followed them all the way into the hospital and kind of gave their story of like, yeah. it, it's, you know, coming back was a fucking miracle. The, the fact that you had 16 people, I think it was, 14 literally come 14. Well, it's 16, including the two who uh, walked out. Oh, yes. Okay, sorry. So, so right. 16 people literally coming back from the dead. Yeah. Fucking crazy story. Insane. Um, again, I, I, I really want to watch Alive again. I want to watch that movie just to see which one is better. I was surprised you didn't watch it, watch it again anyway. I, it's not streaming anywhere. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, All right. Final thoughts? Dragon? Yeah. Final thoughts? Yeah, I don't really want to fly ever. <laughs> I mean, I don't particularly want to be in a mm-hmm. plane crash. Mm-hmm. Everything about this was like just the most traumatic thing you could possibly go through over and over again. <laughs> <laughs> like you like can you imagine just getting into a plane crash and surviving it like that alone i don't care where it is i don't care if you like it happens in like a major metropolitan area and your plane crashes and everyone survives the most traumatic thing you could possibly go through but then they do that here right in the andes somehow they survive somehow they survive an avalanche somehow they survive 70 something days of just like slowly starving to death right and like not knowing whether or not they were ever going to get out and it, it it worked somehow for some of them. I mean, obviously for a quarter, I guess, or a little over. Yeah. Uh, wild, just wild. Yeah. But when I did I did I think the movie was amazing? It was pretty good. You know, I generally liked it. I would give would it a smashly for sure. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I think it was a little long, but I also was like, I don't know what you would cut. <laughs> yeah. I, I. By the way, I agree with you on both of those. I think I think I think the way to shorten it is to refocus maybe a little bit on the characters instead of I understand also why they want to like make everyone important because everyone was important in that situation you know and mm-hmm. it's like kind of honoring the people it's a real life story it's kind of nice to like honor the people that survived but it's also a movie and you need to make you know adjustments based on the yeah. type of art form that you're making um so that those are my final thoughts Berto, final thoughts 
Yeah, I, I agree with you. Uh, a, a touch too too long. Maybe if you cut it down to like two hours, mm-hmm. I think it would be better. Um, I I understand that they were trying to get to the feel of what was happening, but yeah. um, I don't know. I, I kind of didn't feel it. As I was watching those scenes, I just kept thinking to myself like, wow, Save It Private Ryan really has uh, influenced a lot of movies, huh? <laughs> Where they're like, everyone's seen these these clips before. I need to have you live in that moment. Yeah, And it's like Saving Private Ryan, I think, did it perfectly perfectly I, to the point where the, people people are still amazed at, the, at those scenes yeah. um this one's trying to do it and i think it does it well at points and, and at other points i was just kind of like yeah i get it it's fucking cold yeah yeah i mean what like can i get you do? I, yeah. I understand that you're trying to show that it's cold or i understand that you're trying to show this yeah. but i i would i honestly would rather just a you know still camera shot of it yeah. you know but um i i thought it was good uh, I definitely, I personally, I really think that this is an amazing story that is impossible to tell through yeah. visual medium. It's probably best listened to or, or read, or read a book read about through. it. Yeah. Cause there's no, like I, I was like looking for a documentary on it and there's like a documentary that came out in 2010. And then I just thought to myself, like I, it's not streaming by the way, but then I just thought to myself, like, how would you really have a documentary on this that has visuals? Like, I don't, yeah. what else would you show? I mean, you could show like pictures, I guess, like, but I, after a while, you're just going to run out of pictures. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe graphs. I don't know. Like, I, I don't know. I, I would have to see the documentary to really understand it. But even then, I don't think the documentary would really get what they're trying to say. I think the best way to do it is just to read one of the books on it. Yeah. Um. But uh, yeah, it was very interesting. Dragon. Uh, oh, sorry. I give it a, I give it like a seven out of 10. Yeah, I think that's fair. Um. Here's a better question, Dragon. Yeah. If this had happened to us, <laughs> where do you think you would be who what person do you think you would be i think that i would have uh probably succumbed to an injury pretty pretty fucking fast i don't mm-hmm. know i it, it's so hard because like so much of it is just happenstance it's like random luck wh- where you were well, what, let, like whether or not you got injured like but are you saying like if you survived like let's say you if survived, you survived like, what yeah. what what job do you think you would have had i don't know i that it's a great question i think that i i can see myself doing um I can definitely see myself doing like the, all right, I'll carve up the bodies, I guess. Like, I don't know, like somebody's got to do it, you know? And it's like, you can, work. yeah, I can like dissociate I, enough to like. <laughs> I, I, by the way, I, that's actually a good thing. I, I would have said that. I think you're one of those people who like, we would tell you to do something like, yeah. okay, you're going to be in charge of cutting up the bodies. And you would just be like, you probably would give me a look of like, ah, but then you, you would go do I'd it. do it. Yeah. That's, I think, it. that's, I think the, because you're, you're like, you're good at like, I, not that you're good at like doing grunt work, but I think that you're the type of person who I'm like, no, I, I don't want to sound like an insult. I'm the thing you're the type of person who, if I gave you a task, you yeah. would do it, complain to yourself, but yeah. never let anyone else know how annoyed you are at it. No, I would just do it. it you know, I mean, you kind of would be one of those people in the background who, like, uh, you know, like you're vital to our survival, but we never really focused on you. Right. I, no, I think I think that's 100% accurate. I think that's 100% right, accurate. I would definitely not be the person that trekked out to into the wilderness, into the unknown. That's, that's not my personality. Who, who would I be? Do you think I would be the guy who trekked down into the unknown? I, I feel like you would. I, <laughs> I'll tell you right now. Yeah. I think, and by the way, this this would change whether it was 10 years ago. If yeah. it was 10 years ago, no. Yeah. Hell no. If it was now, I would be like, I'm I am strong enough. Mm-hmm. I am mentally strong enough. Yeah. I am going out into that fucking wilderness. I will not die here. 
there is there is something though to be said about like so when they did that first trek to try and find the um tail of the plane when they like went up the mountain i do i do see like i feel like i might do that like those like circles to go around and explore your area i i can definitely see myself being like we have to venture out a little bit because we have nothing here right yeah. like you have to you have to get a bit ba- like your bearings a little mm-hmm. so that i that i do understand and how how horrible must it have been when they got like halfway up to where the tail with they where they thought the tail was and realized you can't see the plane at all and there's yeah. no way a rescue plane was going to ever see them <laughs> like that like, yeah oh my god rough although again i i feel like i would have been like i know it's like it's this is probably my toxic masculine trait but i feel like i would have been like fucking nando who's just like i, I am not dying here i am yeah. fucking walking out of this if i i'm gonna trek into the unknown and die there i i'd rather do that than just die here on this fucking plane yeah, yeah. dragon uh, toxically yes. masculine toxically that's me masculine. yep that's you also me sometimes <laughs> to be honest <laughs> Um, All right. Yeah. Dragon, what are we watching next week? I'm assuming we're going to watch a live. Yes. Uh, no, we're doing a fucking hard pivot. Oh. <laughs> As usual. As usual, Verna, we are doing a very hard pivot. So we mm-hmm. are going to uh, watch. We've been talking about this a lot, actually, recently, and I don't remember why. Uh, it came up. It also came up in, like, me and Andrew were talking about it for some reason. But yeah. we are going to watch 2004's Euro Trip. So, obviously, mm-hmm. one of my high school movies... <laughs> You know, I love picking a movie that I watched in high school and loved and is probably super problematic at this point. <laughs> of course, of course, as as I do. Yes, as we all do. So this movie is one hour and 30 minutes. Mwah. Amazing. Just the best runtime for any movie. It is from 2004. It's streaming on Pluto. So sorry about the ads, but that's what we're doing. And whatever, it's, whatever, whatever. Yeah, it's directed by, I'm sorry, did you put this in here? It's directed by yes. three different people. Yeah, for some I didn't reason. Realize that. Yeah, Alexander, that's a hallmark of a good movie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that and like fifteen writers, right? That's, that's everybody knows. Yep, that's yep. It. That Once you see that, movie. you're like, oh, no. yeah, we're uh, gonna get a good movie. I, I, if anything, if anything about this movie, so oh yeah, directed by Alec Berg, Jeff Schaefer, and David Mandel, apparently. So, um, mm-hmm. starring Scott, uh, Mecklowitz, 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 Mecklowitz. Okay, and Michelle Trachtenberg and a couple other people. Mm-hmm. Um. And uh, yeah, if if nothing else, we get that fun song in the, from this movie. <laughs> so let me let me give you a quick, a quick a quick story about this. Okay. Me and Jaime and someone else went. I can't remember who it was, but mm-hmm. we went to the theater to watch a movie. Okay. And that movie happened to be sold sold out. So mm-hmm. then we said, Ah, fuck! All right, let's. What else is there? Euro trip? Let's just jump into and watch this movie. <laughs> sure. Dragon. Yeah one of the funniest fucking things I've ever seen. Yeah. One of the funniest movies I've seen in the theater. And, and by the way, same exact story for um, uh, oh, fucking, what's the White Castle one? Oh, Harold and Kumar go to White Harold Castle? Harold and Kumar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Same exact story. We went to go see one movie and then we were like, ah, fuck it. I guess we'll watch this piece of crap. And it was yeah. one of the funniest movies I've ever seen. In 100%. This, is, this movie lives in my head in the same place that American Pie and Road Trip and Harold and Kumar. Like, I mean, they all a, live in the same. Yeah. They're all the same time. It's a sex comedy. Yeah. It's a, it's an early 2000s sex comedy. And you know what? They're we'll see we'll see how problematic Finger, it fingers is. crossed it holds up right yeah fingers crossed probably i'm sure gonna some get of canceled it, next week i am sure some of it's gonna hold up and i think i think a lot of it won't but I, i'm sure some of it will i'm sure we're gonna get canceled next week anyway yeah dragon yeah why don't you go ahead and send us off okay bye oh okay bye